Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. She's not annoying to be around. She's lovely. It's Jacqueline Trumbull. <laughs> oh, man. You always get me with those. <laughs> That's a Victoria F. paraphrase. That was her best quote, though. Oh, uh, maybe the, of the season. I mean... Well, her only good one, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about Victoria F. Overall, I actually thought this was a pretty nice episode. Hard to believe that we're already at week seven, though, right? But we are. Thank God. Right? Yeah. So it's four dates in Lima, Peru this week. Sidebar, my old landlord, uh, he thought my name was Lima, and he always called me Lima. <laughs> and now I'm putting that out there. So only a few of my friends call me Lima, but now everybody can call me Lima. Okay. So the first day was Maddie, and Maddie loves Jesus, and Peter is falling <laughs> in love with her. So that means, I guess, Peter loves Jesus also, or he's going to have to. I'm going to have to. Peter doesn't love Natasha. She got sent home. He likes her, but he doesn't like like her. Kelsey has a secret she would like Peter to keep. And <laughs> and a three-on-one ends with the two women who got roses in tears and the one who didn't was pretty chill about it. A lot happened. It was a good episode. It was pretty low on theatrics after all of the drama throughout the season. I thought it was a nice change of pace. How do you think Peter did? I don't know. To me, this was kind of a blank episode. Like... Uh, it was nicer to watch than the previous episodes, but I don't really know what to say about it. It was a very expected yeah. episode. The people who went home, who I thought were going to go home, went home. And like, I'm not sure what we learned about anyone. Right. I thought Peter did okay. He said sorry about that again, which <laughs> I love. I mean, I understand that that impulse. It's to say sorry about that. Yeah. You know, because you're hurting somebody's feelings. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> he kept saying, um, I love that. I know. Flashbacks to a certain bachelor. Ari said recently, I think he said this in like breakfast brunch or that new thing that he's saying, but that he started saying, I love that because his producer said it. And then, huh? yeah. And then he was saying that Peter has that same producer. And so he thinks that, they're both picking that up. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's such a cool detail. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I really felt for Peter when he was talking to Victoria F. the first time. I had I had these moments of like real tenderness towards Peter. I still, even though he sucks as a lead, like I still think he's probably just a sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't have any problems with who he is. Yeah, I don't dislike Peter. I just don't think he's a good bachelor. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he's a really nice friendly, positive guy who you like to be around. Yeah. Yeah, Victoria F. is just... Just succubus. He was like <laughs> trying to defend himself. Right. Against evil. Right. Man, I just can't even imagine just coming at somebody with that kind of energy. And it working? Yeah, right? Oh my goodness. This was very much a transitional episode as we move into hometowns. As the seventh episode... Always is. He doesn't show very much emotion when he sends people home, does he? No, not really. He didn't care at all when he sent Natasha and Kelly home. No. He does show emotion, but when he has it, I think he just doesn't really... Doesn't care. Yeah, he's like, you know, I, I have the four who I care about now. Right. Although I'm not super convinced he actually cares about Hannah Ann. Everyone keeps saying what a front runner she is, and I, I mean, I suppose they're right. I just don't see it. Yeah, maybe. To me, it's 
Madison and Victoria. Yeah, I think you're right. Now that I think about it. Yes. I mean, he's really giving Maddie and Victoria a lot more. Mm -hmm. He does less um, cliches kind of when he's talking to them. He just seems more engaged. Yeah. Man, that is a low bar because this season is just not even just cliches, but just empty words back and forth and back and forth. It's incredible to watch, like trying to decipher what they're saying. And then every time they say something incredibly, incredibly vapid, the other person is like, yes, I understand completely. (laughs) Yeah. These are people who they get profundity through inspirational quotes on Instagram. Yeah. That's one of the meanest things I've ever said on this show. I wish we had been keeping an inspiration count because I think he's been inspired by every one-on-one date he's been on. He likes to be inspired. Yeah. Yeah, who inspired him this week? It was... Um... Both Kelsey and Maddie. <laughs> and that's quite... It's so funny to me because that's quite a thing to hear from someone. Like, you really inspire me. I'm really inspired by that. Like, I, I think if Ari had said that to me, I would have held on to it a bit. And then I'd, like, watch it back and see that he said that to literally every woman. Yeah. What does it inspire? Uh, good question. Like, when I am inspired by someone it's like oh i want to be like them mm-hmm. you think peter wants to be like kelsey <laughs> <laughs> you know we're far enough into the season now where i think it is no longer really premature to talk about who the next bachelorette might be i think it's time to start having that conversation i don't know like out of the top seven because it's generally usually it's top four but not necessarily i genuinely think they're gonna go off season you think they're gonna go off season No one has support except for Madison. Yeah. So if she does not win, then I guess her. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's it's not too early because, you know, we can see who has likability, which is no one. But it is too early in the sense that it really is usually chosen from the top three or four because we see their depth finally come through in the last few episodes. Yes. And so maybe, you know, something will happen where we really get it. But all of the remaining people except for Madison have shown their dark sides, right? I mean, Kelsey with the champagne thing, Victoria constantly, Hannah Ann is just, I hope that they would not risk doing another season of people this young. Yeah, she's too, she's so young and she doesn't have a lot of charisma. No charisma. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Can't Can't see Kelly doing it. Especially after this last episode. No. And that's not only because it showed Kelly's spots, like who she really is, but it showed the editor's intentions with her it was almost as if she was too like too popular and they were like "Eh." (laughs) we gotta tear her down a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know natasha didn't get the narrative no i hope we see natasha in paradise at least she's great she didn't say like constantly she didn't make complete sense when she was talking about her feelings and emotions but that's probably because she was put in a difficult position which was to explain to peter how much she loved him when she had gotten zero validation from him the entire season yeah you know she's trying to figure out like something reasonable to say that could kind of keep her but also not like destroy her dignity (laughs) (laughs) right she's like what do you want me to grovel for you i'm not gonna do it buddy right i think the true bachelorette audition comes in the breakup and then in the reunion during after the final rose Mm -hmm. that's really when that gets solidified for sure even like hannah brown we liked her a lot more at this point than anybody else but like if they bring somebody back who could they do a demi season would be awesome 
I would be sort of surprised, but not completely surprised. Actually, yeah, maybe. I mean, it would be a different sort of season, you know? Yeah. Well, the it would be a season that would be difficult to wrangle because I mean for the same reason that they don't normally have they can't do a homosexual bachelors why would anybody date the lead if they could date each other so (laughs) they would have those problems because they would have men and women in the house yeah but also I mean just like Demi has a different personality Mm mm-hmm yeah, but it's like, God, what a relief that would be. Yeah, I like that idea. I'd watch it. Yeah. Obviously. But even if we weren't doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. Why don't you text text Bennett? Tell him we should do a Demi. He should do a Demi season. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he knows, but. Yeah. So Jacqueline, mm-hmm. did you see that we have a fan account? Yes. On Instagram. It wasn't created by one of us. It truly wasn't. It's, you know. <laughs> as soon as I found out, I texted I texted Liam, like, did you create this? <laughs> <laughs> but no. No, it wasn't. It wasn't me. It wasn't producer Eliza. It was a, a true fan whom we adore. We do. The account is a beautiful podcast, which is perfect. That's exactly the right name for the account. Makes me wish I had secured that for us, but hey, <laughs> they got it. They got it. So go follow that. They're posting some actually some very good memes, some funny stuff. A beautiful podcast on Instagram. Love it. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's that sounds insincere when I say it like that, but I mean it. No, we were very excited. Yeah, very excited. I saw that and I went, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of girls also on The Bachelor, they, like people make fan accounts for them, and I never got one. So that means our podcast is more popular than I was. Hey. Which I am happy to take. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to start talking about the dates. We're going to talk about Maddie first. Interesting stuff. Back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. So we're going to talk about Maddie. We finally got to see some Maddie. We got to see what all these people see in Maddie. And what did you think? I don't know. She's fine. (laughs) Right? She's fine. I genuinely do not understand the love for Maddie. She's she's fine. I asked on Twitter, like, what's the deal? And it just seems like the answer is she's nice and normal and doesn't engage in the drama. So I'm like, would we like Maddie if she were on a better season? Is this just a comparison to the other girls thing? Yeah, right. Compared to all these other loons, she uh, <laughs> she seems pretty, pretty grounded, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's why we haven't seen her too. She's not inserting herself in the drama, which is a, you know, a good instinct for self-preservation. But she's, I mean, really like we're going to be seeing a lot of her over the next few episodes. She has probably been spared airtime because she stayed out of the drama and potentially also because we would have seen her as an obvious front runner if we had seen their time together more. Yeah. And they wanted to confuse us because genuinely, I mean, there was a, a like now I think it's pretty obvious that Madison and Victoria are the front runners, but for a while it was not so obvious to me who was leading the pack. Yeah. 
I guess that's why, because they didn't show us Madison. Yeah. So it was harder to tell. And they were able to show us Victoria because Victoria was so ambivalent. Yeah. And they showed us a lot of Hannah Ann. And I think he likes Hannah Ann, but I think Hannah Ann seems like third place now. Mm -hmm. Hannah's going Joe Biden now. She's really fading. (laughs) You think he's going to... We're going to do politics talk now? It's just, it's between my favorite and my least favorite right now. I guess now heading into New Hampshire, it's not even... It's time to get on the Bernie train. No, it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should talk about The Bachelor. (laughs) Yes, yes. We're getting wildly off topic here. So Peter told Maddie... That he's falling in love with her, mm-hmm. which he has not said to anyone else. So, like, that pretty solidly puts Maddie in first place now, you know? Yeah. I mean, Peter might be the kind of guy to tell multiple women that he is falling in love with them or is in love with them. Yeah, probably. Because it probably is true. But Maddie's the first, so it's moving, it's moving fastest with her. Right. Even though the conversation was, it is extremely important to me that I marry someone who is enormously faithful, I mean, to God, and raises his children and his wife to be followers of Jesus. And he's like, well, I... (laughs) Kinda. She was like, faith is so important to me. And is is it to you? And he took the longest pause he's ever taken. It was like 10 seconds. He was really like, you inspire me. I love how much faith you have. I think that's a great thing. I'm not quite there. You know, Peter's a Christian, but he's not that Christian. That was really the 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 gist of it. Like, I would have a lot of questions if someone was like, I expect my husband to be, a, well, I guess in this case, wife, like to be a spiritual leader, to raise our children, to walk in the path of Jesus, to like, you know, yada, yada. I'd be like, well, what does that mean? Like, how often do we go to... Ch- yeah, what do, you, what do you really want from me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I loved how she, like, she made that explicitly clear. And he was like, well, uh, I kind of believe. And then in her ITM, she's like, I just got so much clarity today. And it's like, we really have the same values. And this is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, you, what? Yeah, you're taking a, you're taking a leap here. That was a, yeah, strong compromise. Yeah. Are they of the same... Denomination? Denomination? Probably not. Right. I don't know. But it's easy to convert, you know? He just has to get saved. My question would just be like, so does this mean I have to go to church like all day on Sunday? I don't know how long the masses are. But like (laughs) one of the main reasons why I stopped going to, you know, Catholic mass was because it was boring and I didn't want to get up. Totally. I didn't want to get up early in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a bad Catholic. Oh. (laughs) Natty would not choose me. I would not be the kind of spiritual leader that she would need. (laughs) Yeah, that would be quite some leadership there. I like faith discussions on this show when there is a conflict. I mean, we see like Hannah and Luke obviously had the most interesting. Ari and Tia had a pretty interesting conversation because he's like actually an atheist. And because she, I think, had pretty flexible um, values or like expectations for her partner. And so that was just sort of like a meeting of cultures and like a, a... genuine compromise between them versus this was like i'm very christian he's like i'm a little christian like okay yeah i mean that is always an interesting conversation because faith is such an important thing and it's sort of an abstract thing like it's almost like kind of difficult to talk about because it's it's so personal Mm -hmm. And, and this is the thing like i i was raised atheist and so there are certain statements that i don't know what they mean so when she says that 
her faith defines her, that it's all of her. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I'm supposed to understand that she has certain characteristics because of that. Um, I, I don't know if it's like, oh, I can lay out your week. Like I, I understand what you do and what your like greatest values are. I mean, it's just I, there are some guesses I suppose I can make, but I don't know what it means to be that defined by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure if you know, you know. <laughs> if you're watching this show. You would understand what that means, but yeah, I think it. I think it just means that she's always thinking about it, and you know, everything she does is in service of God. Like her job. Is it? What is her job? She was a uh, foster parent recruiter. Was her job? Oh, cool. Which is actually a, a really great job. She's doing good, good work. God wants me to make a lot of money. You know, like that's people believe that too. Right. It's the most important thing to her. You know, everybody has a thing that's the most important thing, and for her. It's her faith. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mind the talk at all. I just couldn't understand it personally. Yeah. But th- there's, it was still sort of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we'll see. Maddie's going to be a big character. Hopefully they talk more about this. Peter really, really tries to grapple with it, I hope, you know. With her or with her faith? With his faith and his conception of a relationship with God compatible with hers. Right. It's also an interesting conversation to have as the show evolves into a, like a more liberal audience. I mean, there were so many indicators. I felt like Ari's season was an indicator of that. Like, okay, he's he's European. He's um, I don't know politically what his views are, but you know, he's atheist. He's like he w- he was supposed to, I think, have been a more modern day bachelor. I don't know that that came across, but and then we like immediately backslid. And then Hannah Hannah Brown was sort of a, a mashup of values and and yeah. Yeah, she was. That's interesting. That's a good point. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We're going to zip through the, the last three dates. Back after this. Okay, we're back. Let's talk briefly about Natasha, who she went right after Maddie, and Peter was like, yeah, I'm falling for Maddie. I don't have it for, for Natasha. I'm going to do my best, but his heart wasn't in it. And you could tell. Yeah. I thought the daytime portion was surprisingly cute. It seemed like they actually had some chemistry. Yeah, they did, actually. But he went into it knowing what he's going to do, and that's a very formulaic thing. There's always these three one-on-one dates at this week, and one person goes home. Yeah. The daytime portion of that date seemed like a perfect date for me. I would have loved that. Just walking around eating street, street meat and just dessert from a cart. Perfect. Perfect. Just a perfect day. This is always the week that POC get cut. So Ari cut CN this week. Becca cut Wells. No, Wills. Wills, yeah. Becca cut Wills this week. He cut Natasha this week. Mm. Um, Bachelor Clues calls it the brown ceiling. The brown ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) You hit the brown ceiling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. I don't think the show likes this. I really don't. Hannah cut Mike this, this week. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rachel, Rachel did a hometown with um, Eric, right? And then, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine that the show likes this. I'm sure they would rather this was not part of the formula. Oh, the producers hate it. They hate it. Yeah, you know, it's a matter of the heart. What are you gonna like? Mm-hmm. It's a very very difficult thing to solve. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're not going to solve it. Sorry. Sorry. If we could, we would. <laughs> but it was a pretty nice breakup between Natasha and Peter. You know. She killed it. 
Yeah. She was basically, she said something like, I, you know, I hope you find what you're looking for. I know I will. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she will. I think she will. She's, she's fantastic. So she's great. We're big fans of Natasha. Hope to see her again or hope never to see her again because she found someone perfect in real life. Seriously. Not on the show. Um, so next up was Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Kelsey a little bit more than I did earlier in the season. Same. She's like really messy, but in like a very human way. You know, she she is not manicured. You know, she's like not. She's very unguarded. Mm-hmm. We like authenticity. It seems like she doesn't try to carry her anger through. She just keeps she keeps getting a bit bulldozed by the show. And there's always some people who that happens to like they don't have the regulation or whatever to, to deal with it. But yeah, she's fine. I thought the conversation at dinner in the beginning of dinner was kind of funny where he's like, wow, like we didn't have an emotional day. (laughs) (laughs) You could see she was sort of irritated by that, but also like, like, oh no. She's like, well, all right. (laughs) Well, uh, shit. That makes this awkward because I had a whole lot of stuff to tell you about my dad today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was saving it. Right. (laughs) So the thing was, she hadn't spoken to her dad in, it sounds like a very long time. Like since her parents got divorced, she had barely spoken to her dad and she hadn't talked to him in years. And then about a year ago, she started talking to him again, like started to build a relationship with him. But she hadn't told her mother. Mm Mm-hmm. On their hometown date, she she just didn't want Peter to mention that. Right. She filled him in on the situation, but just sort of like, don't tell my mom. It's like, well, she knows now. I know. Very interesting decision to make. I mean, obviously, at the time of filming, she still had a while to fill her in, but her mom's probably not going to be too pleased that like she felt comfortable, A, telling this dude before her, and all of America knows that her her mother was being kept from some rather large, you know, secret yeah and yeah and that in a way dinner was a bit of a farce (laughs) they're all hiding something from her yeah right right yeah like kelsey's already bringing peter into a family deception thing Mm -hmm. i don't know (laughs) i think it is sweet that hannah ann and kelsey put champagne gate behind them and are friends now Mm mm-hmm that's really nice because we just saw them talking like we've seen them talking a couple of times, but they really like had a very friendly conversation, you know, just about just about where they were at. I guess it wasn't really anything. The conversation itself wasn't super notable. It was just the tone of it, you know, Yeah. that they were able to put that behind them. We like to see <laughs> we like to see people putting conflict behind them, moving on, not holding grudges until women tell all. Until women tell all. Kelsey is my favorite of the girls left. Okay. We'll see what happens with her. I, I mean, because I, we know something's going to happen with Victoria F. next week. So I don't. I guess Kelsey maybe will go to the final three, go to fantasy suites, but I can't. I, I don't see her in the final two. Okay, so let's move on to the three-on-one. As has been the case this season, they, they tear them down very quickly. You know, we had liked Kelly all season, and uh, I still like Kelly. I still like Kelly, but... She got kind of cocky and mean this episode, huh? I was wondering if she got Franken-bit. I, I didn't pay close enough attention to whether the camera was actually on her while she said things like, just look at me and I'm an attorney. 
that would be a very easy thing to splice together. I did see some tweets like somebody was like, I am a podcast editor and they are frank inviting the hell out of her. Yeah, that's really annoying because, I mean, if I were her, I would be pissed. Yeah. For people for people who might not know, a Frankenbite is when they take, they stitch different... Um, sound bites. Different sound bites together. So, like, she didn't actually say, she didn't say these things in this sequence, you know? She could have said, just look at me, I'm a mess one day, and then I'm an attorney another day. Yeah, yeah. And they do that. They do that all the time. I mean, we still saw a different side of her. Like she wasn't wrong in, in what she was saying, right? It was just kind of the the tone of it, you know, the tenor. It's funny because we we begrudge her so much for saying these things, but we're also saying them on the podcast. Like, yeah, it's a bunch <laughs> of children. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, right, right. But we're also, you know, we're not we're not in competition with these people, you know. So yeah, and we're not friends with them, whatever. So we're worse. <laughs> 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 do we want to see Kelly in Paradise? I don't care. I don't want to see any of these people in Paradise. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't like them. I only like <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> yeah. We really don't like Victoria F. Man, she really is just, she's really awful. Like, I talked about this before, but and I was thinking about it, and there were people on The Bachelorette, like the men, I dislike the men more than I dislike women general generally mm -hmm. and but like really victoria f to me i dislike her as much as i dislike a luke or a lee victoria f seems like just a miserable person she's miserable really and she every time he talks to her she looks so disinterested and she's so manipulative and that's when I, this was like the part of the episode where i really liked peter when he was trying to defend himself against her like no i feel like you're attacking me and he he was so he's so sweet. I'm like Peter. This girl would eat you. Yeah. Starting with your fingers, like it was just it, it would just like eat him slowly until he's nothing left and he's yeah. just a pile of bones. Like he is he needs to get rid of her. Yeah. Like Tony Soprano said, my father was a great man and my mother wore him down to a little nub. Oh, there you go. That's what Victoria would do. To Peter. And in such a joyless way, too. Yeah. I mean, there's no joy in her ever. Yeah, what did she say? Like, every time you talk to me, you have this, you're always in a mood. Yeah. It's like, you're in a mood. You're in a mood. You're putting him in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact that she switched it into, like, I'm just afraid to fall for you because then I'll get hurt. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, good one. I'm just pushing you away because I, I don't know if I sh should have you at all. Like that was her telling you she doesn't want you. And he's like, no, 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 no. I love you. I love you. You're so pretty. I'm gonna break you down. You don't love me yet. You don't love me yet, but you will. It's not gonna happen. No, but she will make him as miserable as possible in the meantime. So she has no love. I really liked Hannah Ann on this date. R retroactively, you know how we were making a lot of fun of Peter for like uh, wanting to see Hannah Ann cry and stuff. I actually get what he meant now. <laughs> Why? What do you... Hannah Ann was not showing any genuine emotion. It was all very... It was all very polished, you know? She was very confident and uh, just saying all the right things and everything. You know, she was talking in completely in Bachelor cliches. Yeah. But this date in particular, we really saw... Like she, she, she couldn't, 
she was having genuine feelings. She couldn't really hide it. I mean, the show is like the show is getting to her now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like when she got that rose, and she started sobbing, mm-hmm. that was real. You know, she just the just because she was so stressed out throughout this whole thing, and then she got the rose, and those were she was just sobbing with relief. You know. Yeah. No. I yeah. I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem with her. Certainly, with her emotionality, this episode she she feels like she is thirteen years old to me, and it, it's it's to a point where it's a bit creepy to see them making out. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll give you that for sure. Yeah, I mean, she dotted her eyes with hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she wrote a little note. Yeah, somebody texted me, like she was like, "I love that your locker is next to mine." <laughs> that was one of the. <laughs> One of the things that she loved about Peter. <laughs> we have a very special guest next week, right? We have a very special guest next week, probably. I don't want to say I don't want to say who it is because it might fall through. It fell through this week. No, this one won't fall through. We don't have to say it, but I, I will say it's ninety nine percent sure that this guest will be here, and it will be very juicy and will illuminate a lot about the next episode. Ooh, I'm excited! I'm excited! I can't wait for that. I hope you'll join us. Next week on A Beautiful Podcast to Fall in Love, I'm Leah Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. Until next week, please rate, review, and subscribe. Do that now, not next week. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And, with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter, to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV Guide, for all this great free content. And let us help you find your next binge.